I'm going to have some scriptures put up there, and, and, uh, uh, and then we'll just unravel this as we go along. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as the, of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. How many glad that took place? Yes. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went to Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to the heavens. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. With the help of the Lord, I'd like to connect these scriptures today. Um, there's an ultimate reason why Jesus came. And if I was to ask you, what is that reason that Jesus came? Uh, I'm sure your answer would be right. You would probably tell me he came to save man. He came to die for our sins. But I believe that there's a, an overarching reason why Jesus came. And I could give you the reason right up front. And I will. And then we'll back up and walk it. The ultimate reason that Jesus came was to connect heaven to earth and earth to heaven. The cross, the resurrection, all of the types and shadows of the Old Testament that precluded various stories, portals of heaven shining in particular spots through the events that God orchestrated in people's lives, in Israel's lives, life. While the cross is the major theme, it has a purpose, and that is to connect heaven and earth, to connect you and I to heaven, that our world can be connected 
under the authority, under the, the aura of, of heaven. The cross is a means by which the connection takes place. The resurrection is the dynamic of the power that makes it possible for everything that was purposed and planned now can come to pass. Hallelujah. So, with that in mind, I want to encourage us and, 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 and draw our attention that your salvation is more than just being saved. God has opened up a connection between heaven and earth in Jesus Christ. So let's back up. The greatest tragedy in human history is the disconnect of heaven and earth. And the greatest story is the story of reconnecting. As you read the scriptures, you discover that God designed earth to mirror heaven's realities. When you enter into the book of Hebrews, it gives a, you know, detailed, over and over picture that when you look at the sacrifices of the lambs, when you look at the officiating officials of those sacrifices, the priests, there are all types and shadows portraying a picture of a reality that was in heaven. Hebrews chapter 9 says it is a, it is, you know, a picture of heaven. An amazing thing. Contained in those types and shadows are some major truths. Another picture that God gives us in this connection is called the marriage. The marriage that we enter into in ourselves, with ourselves, our wives here on earth. A marriage, a connection, a bond, a type, a shadow of what this connection is all about. That, that earthly picture of heaven realities, an amazing thing. You see, in Genesis and creation, God built an earthly sanctuary. We know that as the Garden of Eden. It was built to reflect the heavenly one. The connection 
that was in the mind and the heart of God. It was a point, you know, where the two realms could occupy the same space. Catch that this morning, church. They occupied that same space. It was there that God had access to earth, and earth had access to heaven. <sighs> yes. And in the discourse of that, God commissioned Adam. He says, I want you to expand, you know, the, the, the connection or the heavenly dwelling over all the earth. It was never meant to just stay within the confines of that particular, you know, meeting place. He said, I want you to multiply and I want you to subdue. There was a whole earth out there that he wanted to go ahead, you know what I mean, and for them to experience, for it to experience, as it grew the connection of having with heaven and earth to heaven. It was a sad day. It was a sad day when God placed him there and, and man went ahead and closed off that connection. He closed it off. He violated the very principle of, of the wonders of God and how that sin has a way of clogging <laughs> the connection. God never intended for there to be a disconnect. He has always wanted heaven and earth and earth and heaven to be connected. But he expelled them. Broken connection. It says in, in Genesis chapter 3 that he drove them out. And he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden those cherubims and flaming swords. And they went back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. And, and God himself says, here's the reason I'm going to do it. Because if I just leave that opening without a remedy, with some, without something to cover the sin, not just in a, a temporal fashion, but in a permanent fashion, they could do a demise to their life. They could eat of the tree of life and they'd have a permanent, you know, uh, permanently in their sins. Woo! 
That's kind of tough, isn't it? And the Bible says that, that there was a geographical, geographical movement. We see it in Cain. It says Cain moved further east. In other words, there was a continually widening gap between God, men, heaven, and earth. So men, they tried to fix it. They tried to create their own connection. They said, come, let us build a city, a tower that reaches to the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves so we're not scattered abroad over all the earth. They wanted to make something to connect to heaven again. And we know that, of course, God intervened on that because it was not a possibility. But I think we still live seeing the effects. Man still trying to find their own connection. The effects of sin and the disconnect is still reverberating in all of the earth. But also the dynamics of the work of Jesus Christ is still marching forward. Working to connect mankind with heaven and heaven to mankind. And if you move in the, the scriptures, you eventually see you know, this all taking place. And the final, finaling, finalizing of it all. God went ahead and down through the time he, he created portals. In other words, doorways or, or gates or entrances, you know. By which he began to, to try and and. and open a, a connection back into the earth. Yes, he did. And, and, and what is that when God opens a portal? It is, a, it is that opening that the enemy can't stop. The enemy can't stop when God opens a portal from heaven to earth but this is a two-way street remember Jacob he saw the angels descending and ascending up and down oh yes praise God so those portals that he opened in order to go ahead and try to start a connection that would be a type and shadow of, of course, that which was going to be a reality, which, of course, we know that we find in Jesus Christ. God 
after the fall of man and that continually drifting away and disconnecting, God finds someone. His name is Noah. Noah finds a portal. You see, God is always looking how he can connect. And he found something in, in Noah to connect. In Noah, you know the story how he had him build the ship. That connection saved his, not only his family, but the world. It's not the ultimate, but it's keeping the connection. It's keeping a connection. And in that portal that God opened up, you know, for Noah, in that boat, there is an amazing thing that's happening. Imagine feeding them all. What kind of storage place do you got to have? Well, I wonder, church, this morning if that's the first miracle of the oil and the meal. Remember the widow? A portal was open to her. She was going to die. She was going to do her last meal, and God opened the portal. See, when God opens the portal, the enemy can't stop it. Amen. He called Abraham. He wanted to open another portal. He wanted to bring heaven to earth. In you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Of course, a type and a shadow. Various portals. Imagine the portal that was opened up to the children of Israel in their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. As God starts to find a way to reconnect. You see, God takes the initiative to reconnect. It is a it is a ladder that Jacob saw with the activity of heaven coming to earth. And the ladder was built from the top down. Just the opposite. You normally build something from the bottom up. But God builds it from the top 
down. There's a New Testament portal. Of course, we know it's Jesus Christ, so we're not getting to him yet. But John, the revelator, he was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and a portal was opened up, and revelation and insight began to come his way, and that's what a portal does. It brings clarity, it brings access, it brings power and anointing, a special touch. There's downloads from heaven, and there's vision and there's direction that takes place. God must act to connect what has been disconnected. He must act from heaven. Hallelujah. He wants to connect. I don't think it's a secret. That through the years, mankind has closed the windows of heaven for his life. There's something about having the connection of heaven in your life. It not only comes with heaven's blessing, but it also comes with heaven's protection. Without the connection of heaven, there is a limit on the blessing. There's blessing because he reigns on the just and the unjust alike, a parameter. Because it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. So he is always keeping a connection open. But it's not like a marriage. It's like part of the stuff. God, when you have a connection, keeps the destroyer out. Now, yes, we don't always see all things finalized and finished. But he promises that one day it will be finalized and it will be finished. Connection. God moved to reconnect us. The story of Jacob's ladder 
Jesus makes reference to it in the New Testament as he's having a discourse with Nathaniel. And Nathaniel is, he's, he's gone ahead and, and commended for his faith and for his recognition. How he recognized Christ through a seemingly, you know, statement that had no connection. Jesus said, behold, a man in whom is no guile. And Nathaniel said, what? You don't know me? Yeah, I saw you under the fig tree. And immediately, Nathaniel knew that this was something more than just hocus pocus or, you know. Recognized that Jesus. And so there Jesus goes ahead and takes that moment to establish that he is the latter. Nathaniel, if you have this kind of insight, I'm telling you that you are going to see angels descending and ascending. There's going to be a connection in your life that heaven is going to take you beyond the natural. Beyond the natural. You're going to begin to experience what it means to be connected to heaven and from heaven and you to heaven. I'm trying to get something out there. You know what I mean? It's just not God, but it's you. It's us. That heaven. He is your connection. Jesus said, no man can come to the Father but by me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the door. So there, when we revisit Mary, is she's about to give birth to a baby. We see the Word, which is God, again, the domain of earth and heaven the arena of the connection of earth and heaven is brought together. Hallelujah. It's brought 
together. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That establishment of the two realms occupying the same space. And so Paul picks up and says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Oh, the new birth, you know, is the point where the two realms once again are brought in to connection. And so that the, 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 the government and the effects and the wonders of heaven can now begin to filter into the life of the earthly. And so when Jesus says, you know what I mean, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, I want to get that connection connection yes it he says that when there's this connection then there is this this lifestyle there's perspectives and there's priorities that begin to take place in your lives because you're having the influence of heaven that drives out the influence of what took place, you know what I mean, when the disconnection took place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How are you doing with that connection? Are you taking advantage? The book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Therefore having boldness, brethren, hell, come boldly before the throne of grace that you may receive mercy and grace in the, in the time of need. It's open in Jesus Christ. We gotta use it. You probably feel more earthly than you do heavenly. But the fact of the matter is According to scripture, you're more heavenly than you are earthly. For he has raised up and made us to sit in where? Yeah. Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. You see, 
heaven and earth can work together. But it's only possible when there is a connection with heaven. Because earth has a problem. But heaven has the remedy. And that remedy, of course, is Jesus Christ. The word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. God says that union can work. Because the problem has been dealt with. The very thing that disconnected is now reconnected because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So, church this morning, you are not just saved, waiting for a reconnection. You are connected. <coughs> Beloved, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. There is still some unknown things, but he says you need to get what is known. And that is that you are a son of God. Peter said this, for we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but the incorruptible, the word of God which lives and abides forever. It was the word with the union with earth that creates the domain. We experience the same thing. We don't have a manger, but we have a baptism. <laughs> We've already experienced our death. We died with Christ, so we rise to walk in the newness of life. It's interesting, isn't it, that Jesus says that he that believeth me shall never die. Now, I'm going to have a funeral, okay? So he didn't say you weren't going to have a funeral. He just wants people to know you've left, okay? Where am I going? Connected. He's connected. He's raised us up to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's positioned you. 
in the writing, in the reading that John gave us, you know, he said, even though it hasn't happened, doesn't mean that it can't happen. Don't be, you know, deterred. Don't let faith take a dive. Because as he said to Nathaniel, you'll see the angels. That simply is heaven activity. In your life. As my physicians come this morning, Jesus brought the bridge that was burned by Adam. And he built it again. He said, not by the blood of bulls and goats, but by the precious blood of Jesus. You have a connection this morning. You have a direct connection. And while in that connection sometimes there is, you know, confusing elements, the connector is always working out the faulty connections. Somebody give the Lord a praise. <laughs> He's always working on the faulty connections. It says that Jesus ever lives in heaven to make intercession for us according to the connectors, those that have been connected, the saints of God. When you get in trouble and the connection seems faulty, we have an intercessor in the Holy Spirit. See, when the cross was done, Jesus said, you gotta wait until I finish the connection. The price, the recovery, what needed to be done in the reconnection has been all paid for. But he says, I don't want you to leave. until heaven connects with you. I've connected you with heaven now, but heaven wants to connect with you. He says, the Holy Spirit's gonna come and he's gonna complete the connection.
He completes the connection. The Holy Spirit in our lives. Hallelujah. Stand with me this morning. When Paul said, I am persuaded to believe that nothing can separate us from the love of God. He's saying there is nothing that can stop the connection. No powers. No problems. No issues. Because when God opens a portal, the enemy can't close the, the portal. Here's the good news this morning that if and when you face closed doors, you can always rest assured that there's open windows above you. He said, I will open the windows of heaven. I will create a portal over your life. And of course, he also says he'll open doors. God wants you and I to take the heaven connection. And don't just have our little Garden of Eden. He wants us to subdue. He wants us to increase. Hallelujah. And so that's what he is saying in Matthew 28. Go into all the world. Get them connected. Get them connected to Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell them the story of the disconnect. But don't leave out that God reconnects. Holy Spirit is in the place this morning. And I feel like what he's saying is it's just not quickening to us, making us aware that we're in connection. But that ladder that brings heaven's activities to earth and its activity is going to increase. But there's going to be more 
evidence of heaven's connection. You're going to enjoy. what it means to be a child of God, a son of God. Here's another thing that heaven connection does. And he did it, it did it in Esau. Jacob got a connection, remember? That connection that he had, that, that came into his life, melted the hatred in Esau. Melted it. Hallelujah. Stay connected. Use your connection. Walk in your connection. Amen, 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 amen. Father, today, help us to access our access that we have in Jesus Christ.